So the big question is, how do healthcare experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you are a physical therapist, a dietitian, an occupational therapist, a chiropractor, MD, or other healthcare expert, this is for you. My name is Javier Carlin, and welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that I'm currently using to grow my own business and to help you grow yours, using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. This is your host, Dr. Javier Carlin. And today, I'm excited to bring you a very special guest and friend, Dr. Kristen Schultz. Kristen is a physical therapist and owner of Run Your Life, an online business where she has helped over 50 runners achieve their next PR without nagging injuries. She's also the founder of Beyond Rehab for Running Clinicians, where she has helped over 25 clinicians learn how to write training plans and get their first two to five online clients. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited to have you. Yes, thank you for having me, Javi. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, for sure. So Kristen, I know I gave you a brief introduction, but would you mind sharing a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So as you said, I'm Kristen. I'm a physical therapist and running coach. Um, God, I mean, if you want the long version, I'll just, I mean, I'll give a brief medium version. version. (laughs) We'll give you a a medium version. You don't need the long version, but yeah. Um, you know, went through PT school, went out, got in the real world, realized I really did not enjoy treating in the outpatient clinic. I realized that, you know, I had a passion for treating runners and I really didn't feel like we were able to treat them how I felt they could be treated. I also just wasn't enjoying like the, you know, nine to five in the clinic and what that looked like, just all that. All, we, we know all that. Um, so I started down this path of like what, you know, after having a mini like midlife crisis, like what am I going to do? I hate, I don't like my job that I just paid $150 in FK and loans for. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? So slowly it turned into, you know, that I had a passion for working with runners, you know, outside the clinic, but I knew I also wanted to work online just because of the lifestyle I wanted. I wanted to be online. So I started run coaching online. There's a much bigger process to that. And it was more of an evolution. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to do this. It was, it was a process where I was just doing like some health coaching at first and it turned into coaching runners online. And then I had my own cash-based practice for a little bit. I used to live up in North Dakota where I was treating just solely runners in a small town, North Dakota. Um, so it's possible if you live in a, in a small town, um, but that slowly shifted to, I really enjoyed, I realized I really enjoyed the performance side of things. I really enjoyed the coaching side of things. So really started to do more online. And then with time turned into, I had other clinicians reaching out to me on how they could help runners and how I was doing what I was doing. And more so even how do I write running programs? Um, you know, a lot of people don't know how to do that side of things. So then I created a program for it. And then that turned into more they were needing ongoing help after I helped them know how to help the runners, then they want to know how to get clients. So then that turned into me helping the clinicians learn really how to start their online business, helping runners. So it's been an evolution. I'm sure it will continue to evolve. Um, 
But yeah, that's the medium version, I guess, of my story. <laughs> that might be the short to medium version. The short to medium. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. So so can you tell us a little bit more? So before you, maybe it was during PT school, but did you have a history? And I I, I know you, so I know you did, but you can tell everyone a little yes, bit. Yes, like yes. Pretend like you don't know. No. Pretend I don't. Yeah, exactly. Pretend I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that you, um, so you were, you've been a runner for, for a long time, right? Is that yeah. how you started to learn how to program or like what was... Yeah. yeah. What's the backstory behind that? I guess that? I should add that into my own personal story. I know I added a little bit into like why I wanted my own business, but um, yeah. So I, you know, I grew up playing a lot of sports, but I ended up, you know, running in college. I ran in high school, track and field and, and cross country. And then coming out. So I always had a passion for running. I always had a passion really for sports in general. It wasn't mm. necessarily just running, but then come after college, I kind of kept finding myself injured running wise after, you know, not having that structured competitive running anymore. And so that was like a big component of me wanting to help runners because I struggled with like injury after injury for a bit there until I got some things in check. And so that, you know, I wanted to be able to help other runners with what helped me as well, as well as knowing the PT side of things. But yes, yeah, so um, yeah, grew up running. I've had a background in exercise science, always had a passion for running plans, like, it, you know, in P or not PT school and undergrad, like my favorite class is like exercise physiology. Like that was definitely like, I should have known then I was just like, oh, this stuff is like so intriguing. Any other classes, I'm like, meh, whatever, biomechanics, meh, like, which is like what PTs might like more, right? But I was like, meh, whatever, I'd go to practice and be like, oh my gosh, like this is why we're doing tempo runs, guys. Isn't this so cool? Um, so I definitely always loved that part. And I just like coaching. I like being a coach in general, but that's kind of where my, I mean, I guess a quick background too, of where my passion for working with runners came from. So, yeah, um, that, go ahead. All I was going to say is I'm ironically coming off a pretty major injury right now too. So it's added a whole nother layer to, um, why I do what I do. I tore my plantar fascia last year. So that's been a whole different injury, but a uh, learning process and how to help runners even more. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it's, it's kind of crazy how that all happens. Right. Cause it, I feel like for me, even, you know, um, going into physical therapy, I never had like a crazy experience myself or, or something that had happened with my family before going into PT school. And I think it does, like you mentioned, bring another level of passion and purpose to what you do. Um, because yeah. now you understand you know, the people that you work with at a whole nother level. And I yeah. know, I know it's been, I know it's been, you know, a tough year because it's, it's <laughs> like something that, you know, that's a part of your life being stripped away from you. So yeah. how, how did you, you know, cause I, I feel like it's very much like the entrepreneurial life where you have these ups and downs, like how, how did you manage that? And, and, you know, in terms of like business, right? Like what's the connection between that? Yeah. Between like my recent injury, were you going to yeah, say? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I'm glad you kind of asked on that because we were, we were at a conference this past weekend. And while we we're there, I was kind of thinking on this, not that I haven't before, but you know, I'm just reflecting on how much, like this is my first major injury, right? I've had running injuries. Like, yeah, like I've had heel pain in the past, but like not a major injury where like it's stripped away, like not just running, it's stripped away being athlete, being athletic, being like an athlete. And like, related to my business, like I created so much structure in my business from like my running, I realized like my running or workouts in general, right? Like set the day. Um, also, I mean, maybe I'm going kind of deep here, but whatever you asked, like, you know, um, accomplishing, having athletic goals to me, like really makes me feel 
like powerful and it makes me feel, you know, I don't know. It just gives me a sense of confidence and control over my life and all that kind of stuff. And so having that stripped away has been honestly reflecting on it really hard. I've had to find other ways to feel that way, which I always use my athletic abilities or athleticism to feel that way. So like I'm sitting in this conference and I'm like, okay, like, you know, part of me still maybe holding back on fully owning that I want to coach other clinicians sometimes. Uh, I'm like, like, this is super important that like, if I'm feeling like this, like other runners have had this happen. We know, you know, I know runners that have had like knee pain for years, or even if not a major injury, like I have, but like, they don't have what they want in their life. Right. They want to be able to move. And I feel like a lot of clinicians who work with runners, clinicians in general, don't have to be runners. We're downplaying how much we're helping our clients and how important it is. And charging accordingly was what I, you know, I'm thinking too. I'm just like, no run coaching is not a $130 service, which is what most people charge. You know, like this is way more important and we have so much more we can offer in the sense of having this PT background, like just how important it is to their lives. Just because I felt like the emotional side of how much granted also it was a learning process, Kristen find other outlets and ways to deal, like to feel powerful and all those things I'm, I'm describing. But um, just also leading into why we can create businesses solely based around, you know, helping runners and in charge accordingly that we can live, you know, the lives that's worth the time that we're putting into them because we can we can just we can help them so much more than at like $130 run coaching, for example, (laughs) value. So, yeah, and I think that's so powerful because just before, you know, we jumped on on the podcast, we were talking about how we're actually doing people a disservice if we're charging them less, mm-hmm. right? Because they're not as committed um, yep. and they don't end up getting the results that they desire and deserve to have. So, and I think yep. that that runs true for all businesses, especially in like the coaching industry, right? As, and that, I think that's something else that I want to dive into because a lot of, a lot of, I feel like a lot of healthcare professionals, and we can talk about this for days, (laughs) not even hours for days, Um, but it's just crazy how, you know, the higher up we go in, in education, the more restrictions are placed on us, right? The, the more the legal system kind of restricts you from being able to help people at scale. And I think for a lot of people, it's like, well, you know, I'm a physical therapist. I'm an RD. I'm restricted to only helping people in my city, in my state. And that scares people from going online. And I'm curious to see like how, how you've handled that and what your take on it is for how to get, how to get by. And I, you know, I have, I'm more of a risk taker myself. And I tell my clients, like, I do not, you know, disclaimer, 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 I'm not your attorney. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm curious, like from, from your, your, your expertise and what you've been able to do, like, what does that look like on your end? Yeah. As far as like my clients, um, being in an area, but also finding clients outside of their area. Is that yeah. Kind of yeah. Or? So, so like what, so, so if you've done like some research on that or how you get around the idea of like, how do you separate run coaching from, you know, physical therapy as an example, if that is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause so I can take this a couple of ways and let me know if it's not answering what you mean, I guess, first off, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, some of my clients, they have in-person, you know, practices as well, but then they are also finding clients online. Um, and I don't know if maybe I'm not answering exactly what you're looking for, but did you met, sorry, you mean more like how I'm separating like the co- run coaching from the physical therapy side of things? Yeah. And if, if there is a separation, but you know, oh, so basically yeah, okay. like, you know, how, how a lot of, um, healthcare professionals, they can't, if they want to help online that scale, 
they feel like they're restricted yeah. to only practicing in their state as physical therapy, right? Because of the, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I got it. Sorry. Okay. My bad. No, no, that's on me. Yeah. It's just, I mean, really first off, if you truly are need to help someone and they truly need someone to diagnose and, and of course, same thing here, I'm not their lawyer, like, you know, talk to you. I feel like this is, this is a gray area, honestly, for most people. And it's like, where's your comfort level on a lot of things. But anyways, if they truly knew, you know, need physical therapy, like that's in your duty to like refer them to a physical therapist. Right. But a lot can be done on like, say the like strength coaching side of things, right. The fitness side of things, like we can still write them a strength plan. We can still write them a running plan, which is like, that's, that's just like, that's what we're not doing in PT and what half of it needs to be anyways. Like, it's just like, come in and let me just, you know, rub your calf for a little bit, but like, no, like actually let's program your, your strength and your run coaching. So really it comes down to, if they truly do need PT, then like, yeah, they should go into PT, but so much can be done on like the fitness side. Right. As far as, um, especially, I guess what I would say also one, I feel, I know I'm kind of going off topic maybe a little bit, but one big like niche out there that's not being like served is say someone has like a bone stress injury and they go into PT, right. Then they have to go back to running. There's no one filling that gap between like PT and then maybe getting to the point where they're like, Oh, I'll work with a coach. Like for the most part, PTs, unless they know runners well, just like, Oh yeah. Like at least this is what I've heard. I've had from clients just get back to running now, slowly increase whatever, or like even, yeah, just go run three miles. That's fine. No. Like, so what I'm saying is like, we can bridge that gap. Like someone just got off done with PT. They're not running yet. Okay. Now we can take them and let's get them on a walk run plan, get them back to running then. And then also a specific strength plan. Like where we could do a movement assessment, right? Not like evaluation movement assessment on them and work with getting them back to running. Like, I just feel like that's where the big gap is. So for runners, especially, but maybe any other athlete for anyone listening that works with another athlete where that's not being covered. And most people aren't going to go work with a run coach until they have like big goals. They think, right. Like, Oh, I'm, you know, consistently running and I have this big goal to qualify for Boston, but no, like we can help bridge that gap. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I feel like that's one big area where, we can be online and it's not necessarily PT. Granted, you can also do PT if they're in your state, right? So we can always do telehealth too. So yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. Um, and there is a massive gap. I completely agree in, you know, rehab and performance. And I think that's a perfect place to fit in, you know, physical therapists or clinicians in general, like doing helping with the, the run coaching component and performance, right? It's it's also uh, the nutrition piece as well. So dietitians can also do this too. So what what would you say like with with the clinicians? Uh, well, with your own business because you you actively you know work with runners, and then for those clinicians that you work with, like what is like the first step that they should take if they're thinking, you know what? And of course, you know, working with you would be one of them, but. What is the first step that they would want to take if, if they're like, you know what, I think I want to start an online business where I'm helping runners? Yeah. I mean, the first step would be like, figure out how to do it. I mean, first step, make sure that's what you want to do, right? If you're going to put time into it, but also don't mull on it because we know just taking action will help get your clarity, right? You think you want to do runners, like go for it. Then if you're like halfway through, you're like, oh, I really want to work with golfers or I don't know. That's a bad example. Like, cool. Well, at least it started. But really, it would be just knowing what to do to get out online and to find clients to get started. So whether that is like you, you know, you do go work with someone or you 
just, I don't know what else you would do, I guess, if you follow what someone else is doing, I guess, or whatnot. But I mean, that would be the first step for sure. <laughs> yeah. So how, how do you, how do you gain clients right now online and how do you, how do you teach your clients to get clients online? Yeah. I mean, mainly, I mean, it's going to be showing up online. It's going to be um, talking to anyone that's engaging in your stuff, being, you know, reaching out to people. Um, I give my clients like options as far as we can build it all on Instagram. If you want, like I have some clients that want to be all on Instagram and that's cool. And then I have some clients that prefer Facebook. And so building a Facebook group, like you do with like your clients. So I give them a little bit more free reign in the sense of like, what feels good to you and what, you know, what are you going to show up for in your business to gain clients? But also to keep in mind, like in-person stuff is still important. Like I still like, you know, some of my clients are the people that end up reaching up to me are people I, you know, ran with at a running group, say up in North Dakota, where I used to live. And then also just yes, well, I'm getting on a call later today of someone that, you know, someone I'm another PT that I met, then then met a runner that was having pain and was like, oh, you should talk to Kristen. Like, you know, so that wasn't online. That wasn't online. That was just connecting with people. So I feel like there's a good amount that still comes from in-person interactions. So yeah. And I, I think that that's a really good point to bring up because you can still help people virtually, but meet them in person. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Cause uh-huh. so it, it's the same thing. And I, I agree. I don't think we should dismiss that, but I think it's, it's really neat, you know, because you said, you know, a couple of different social media platforms. And I feel like people, like most people now understand like, wow, I can actually build, you know, a business using social media. But some, I feel like there's some, you know, smaller group of people who are like, I'm still not sure. And no, it's, it's happening and it's, <laughs> no. it's happening every single day. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you're not sure after the pandemic, man, there's so many, I mean, yeah. it's blowing up now for sure. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine what it would look like right now if the pandemic didn't happen. Like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's insane, but that's awesome. So what would you say in your business? you know, your business journey, what has been, and I know we might see this, you know, you and I a little bit differently, but yeah, uh, and I, I don't like to call it a failure, but you know, what would you say has been your biggest quote unquote failure in this journey over the past several years? And what did you learn from it? Biggest failure? Um, well, I'm just going to share what the first thing that comes to mind. because That's usually what ends up going best because I don't necessarily like have one example, but I feel like it's an ongoing theme. Like my biggest I guess failure that's, you know, will happen time to time is just like not believing in myself or not believing in like, I'll have a vision and I'll be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And then I'll just hold myself back for some months. I'll be like, oh no, I'm not ready for that. And like, so, you know, failure in the sense of I'm not helping the people I could help. I'm not helping myself. And, you know, I think there's common themes in business that you'll probably find that will come up for you multiple times and it'll just be at a different level every time as you grow in your business. And you're like, oh, that's that again, but it looks a little different this time. That's, I know, not necessarily like a one specific time. I was trying to like think of, you know, a one specific time. I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, I guess that's what's come to mind. But I mean, I think we talked about this on a, I don't remember if it was my podcast or whatever, but Yeah, I would, I would say that I was just going to say like last year, I kind of, I feel like I started like holding my back myself back from a number of different things in my business, whether that was like financially or just, you know, going all in what I wanted to. And like, I definitely saw it, um, not backfire, but it didn't do me any good (laughs) to hold myself back or try to go say like at a slower pace or yeah, not go all in. 
Um, but I, I don't know. I can't think of like one time. What did I, I think I, in the Facebook group, we did an interview and I had like one example. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's definitely something that holds, you know, so many of us back at times. It's like, we, we either don't think we're ready. It's not the right time. And it's, and it's interesting how, you know, even at the different levels and different stages of, of your business, of, and I'm saying your, but like business growth in yeah. general, we feel that way. And it, I think it always comes back to, I know for me, like, you know, we start thinking of all the reasons why it won't work or it's not the yeah. right time. And it's like from a place of, of, in a sense, like fear of mm-hmm. like, oh, well, what if it doesn't work? Right. Yeah. And I think for me, even I've, it's, I mean, I deal with it all the time. And I think most people do. I think, you know, whoever says, oh, I don't deal with like imposter syndrome right. or all these other components, you know, is, is full of it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, I think it, you, yeah, no, if you talk to anyone, that's why it's like group, like, um, like in-person stuff is so important. Like everyone is dealing with the same stuff. And I don't know. I just feel like if you've been given a vision and you believe in yourself, like go for it, I guess that would be another thing. I know it's like vague again, but um, like caring what other people think, like as, as simple as it seems, but that comes up too. I'm like, why do you care? You know what other people think? And for me, it took, honestly, it took losing the support necessarily of some people I thought definitely never would lose a support of in my life that actually, you know, really gave me the opportunity to like, Oh, really just believe in yourself. Like you don't like, if you can believe in yourself without the support of these people, that's, you know, totally you're good to go. So, wow. um, I guess yeah. also just finding, I don't know if there are like recurring themes in your life, like what are you supposed to learn from them, you know, <laughs> and how is that going to relate and, um, help your business move forward? That's huge. I, I read that in a book recently and they were talking about that, where if something continues to come up or, and if you're working with clients, you know, your, your patients, if there's something about anyone that you don't necessarily like or rubs you the wrong way, and it's a recurring theme, it actually might be something within you yep. that you need to look into and learn from or fix within yourself. It's really interesting. Yep. Um, I yep. thought that that was, that was key. And I think, so that is something that I feel like a lot of people, you know, struggle with. And I know, I, I think everyone struggles with it at some point. How do you get over that in terms of the the idea of like caring of, you know, what people think is like, oh, like I'm scared to post on social. I don't know if I put, should post on my personal. I don't know if I should tell my story. Yeah. And there's a lot of fear like initially around that. How do you, how did you get over it? I don't think it's ever anything I'm over. Like it still comes back, right? Okay. In different ways. But honestly, I mean, as lame as it seems, I feel like it's just, just doing it, like doing it, even though, what is it? Like do it scared, whatever, <laughs> like do it, mm. even though you are scared um, because you slowly build up the, you know, it's like anything build up the tolerance to the fear, I guess. Um, and it doesn't seem as fearful anymore. Or yeah, like I said, like, honestly, like having it get to the point where like some of the people I thought would support me didn't and being like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Like it was fine. Like I'm still doing what I want to do. And like the right people are going to follow me on my journey. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. And just seeing that anyway, I don't know. I'm going off topic, I think, but I was like, um, but going back to you had taught, what did you say before you said um, the fear? Oh, you were talking about the mirrors too. I do. I've mm-hmm. seen that a lot too. Like if something recurring is coming up in your life, like often it's either, it's either something that, you know, if you're seeing, if you don't like something else in someone else, it's usually either something you need to bring out in yourself still, or something that you need to go internally and like fix in yourself too. So 
everyone that we relate to is really holding mirrors for ourselves. So, <laughs> yeah, that's big. Yeah. And I think, um, and I'll add this cause I think it'd be helpful for those. Um, but one of the things that I tell people and tell my clients specifically when that fear does come up, I'm like, stop being selfish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, cause a lot of the times when, so whenever we have a fear or anxiety of what other people are going to think about us, well, clearly it's because we're thinking about ourselves and yeah. how we're going to feel right? Yeah. Just, just like raising prices. Well, I don't feel comfortable with that. You're being selfish. Yeah. You're thinking about yourself. Think about what would bring more value to the people, right. That you're working with. And it would be to, you know, to, yes, you can charge higher prices, but add more value to what you're, you're bringing right. to the table. And, and right. also what just simply as, you know, posting on social, like it's not for you, it's for them. And yeah. the people that want to hold you back are also being selfish, right. Yes. Or, or they're portraying their fear on, on you and, yep. and or trying to protect you. There's so many different levels. Yes, to it. yes, yes. Oh my goodness, so many different <laughs> different things that can be happening behind the scenes. But ultimately, like you know, think about the people that you want to serve, and if you truly care about them, then you'll forget about the rest. Uh, and not in a bad way. Just like, just don't live your life for them, right? Live the, the life right. for the people that you want to help. So I think that's a big topic to bring up. So I appreciate your insight on that too. Yeah. No, yeah. I um. No, I, I, I like the line that you're saying, like, don't be selfish. Cause I tell myself that sometimes I'm like, you're totally being selfish by you playing small and not showing up. Like it's for your own, like you don't want to fail or you don't want to be seen or you whatever, like, but you're also not helping these people. And then also to go back to like charging enough, anytime I haven't charged enough, it's like they don't get the results. Like when I charge what I need to charge, like then they get the results. Like, and so it's not about you and like, Oh, you're charging too much or you're, you're being greedy. No, you like, you're being greedy for your patient. <laughs> like, yeah, you want to, you need to get them better and have them actually commit. So, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. So, so Kristen, uh, can you share a big personal win that you've had in the last month? I would say like a big personal win over the last month, which really, I guess, came from our last, you know, this past weekend would be just owning, like, I guess owning what I want for my business and also owning what I want for my life. Again, this is a reoccurring theme. Like I'll have my ups and downs, but that tends to be um, like, I'll play small for a bit. And then I'm like, no, we need to own. This is what I actually want. Stop like saying that's not what you want. I would say that's my big personal win. I know it's not like necessarily something with like, oh, I launched this or numbers, but yeah, that would be my big personal win. <laughs> I think that's bigger than, you know, the launches or numbers. So that's amazing. That really is how, um, so what are your, like, so speaking about that and what you want, like, what are your plans for life and business in the next five years? Oh, you're going to ask. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, I, so I think, I mean, so owning on like the business side would be like owning that at least right now. And like, this is what I have the vision. This is what I want to do is that I do want to help the clinicians, which I've been doing, but I have, I do have this ongoing, like oh, like I'm not helping the runners directly as much, but just owning that by helping the clinicians, I'm actually helping more runners and that it actually plays to my strengths way more. Like I feel like, you know, um, I feel like I'm a better coach than I am a PT, honestly, just my personality. Like that's where it plays to. So owning that. And like, again, that goes back to like believing and like, you can't, like, you just have to believe within yourself, not like what other people are going to think or yeah. Anyways. And then the other part, I guess this is from the last weekend. Oh man, I feel like anytime we get on a call, Hobby, I'm like bringing out stuff. I'm just sharing, but whatever. Oh, um, this is what like, it's all about. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go out to the world. No, but so I guess the other part I was owning, whatever, I'll share it, is just <laughs> Hobby knows this is a personal life thing. Like 
I kind of like, so I've been living in Florida and I've been like, oh, do I want to live in Florida? Do I want to live back home? Like, I just have always had this, like, where do I want to live? I don't really own anywhere is where I want to live. And this weekend I was just kind of like, Kristen, like, why are you stressing over this? Like what you've always wanted is to live wherever the hell you want to live. <laughs> like, so why don't you just like, the fact that I have an online business means I can live in Florida right now. And then if I want to go home for the summer, which is what I'm doing, I can go home for three months. And then I don't actually even have to have a plan. Like I'm trying to mold this societal expectation that like you have to live in one place and that like, if you're not settling down, that means you can't meet someone and you can't have kids. Like that's all the things that are going through my head. Like Javi seen me through this last year, like, like all this stuff. And I was like, shit, Kristen, like, like you don't have to like, stop listening to what like society keeps putting on you. Cause I always feel like I got this pressure of everyone like, Oh, where are you going to live? What do you want to do? Like all this stuff. And like, I feel like I have to answer and be like, okay, this is where I want to settle down for my life. Like, I don't want to right now. I, I mean, I think that might happen, but also I'm creating this online business so I can go where I want. And I was like, what the heck? Why are you, you've been stressing about this for like a year. Like when the original reason you even started your business was so you could go travel and live wherever you want. So like, it was totally me just trying to like fit in this box and societal expectations. But even though I'm not about that, but I didn't realize that's what I was doing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that was for now, at least maybe I'll change my mind in a week, but no, that's like, was my big personal win, I guess. Yeah, that's big. That's huge. And it's so interesting because it's like, Hey, like, you know, where are you going to end up living? He's like, I'm going to live wherever I want. (laughs) Yeah. That's the answer. Like I could go wherever I want. Isn't that amazing? So that's, that's, that's so cool. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Like the, it's just all of my, it's on her head. (laughs) It's nice. Right. Right? Yeah. And then just Um, like societal expectations too. I mean, I don't know. It's like, yeah. When you step outside the box and want to start doing things differently, like, I don't know, I guess it's not something you expect to face, but you do. So, yeah. And it's, and it's so deep that we don't even realize, like, like it took you a year to, to like, it's like, oh, wait a second. Right. <laughs> and it's crazy. Cause we would think it's so easy to come through, but sometimes it's like, it's like, we either need to be in the right environment. We have to talk to other people about it. We have to talk about it out loud. A lot of the times, like we know what we have to do. And then when we start talking about it out loud, it's like, oh, I don't even have a question. Like I, already, I just answered my own question. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's yeah, so much exactly. power in that. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. So we're nearing the end here and there's a few things that you, that you mentioned that people wouldn't know about you. And I, I was reading through a few of these things and I had no idea about them. And I'd love, oh. I'd love to dive into those a little bit more before we finish up here. <laughs> So do you still, do you, I know you majored in Spanish. Oh do you, man. Do you still speak Spanish? Si. <laughs> Poco. Poco. Is, is, that, is that about the gist of it? <laughs> That's it. Oh, I told, uh, I was thinking maybe I'll say this in Spanish. No, I don't know. Wait, you, do you, uh, you, you live in Miami. You probably speak Spanish. So you hablo mucho español. Oh, see. Si. Uh, <laughs> Podemos uh, hablar en español por uh, el fin del re- recording, no sé, podcast, podcast, podcast en español. Sabes que no, no sé cómo se llama un podcast en español, pero sí podemos seguir hablando español. <laughs> <laughs> oh, podemos hablar en español todo el um, episodio. No sé. <laughs> episodio. <laughs> episodio. <laughs> Oh man. Oh that is I told Ian oh no, yeah, oh no. I was thinking I would say this in Spanish. No, I I'm I'm in stage right now. I told my roommate, who's also a friend of ours, I was like, every Wednesday we should speak in Spanish. He didn't want to ever take me up on that. I was like, I need to speak, I want to practice my Spanish more. So Oh my goodness, we should challenge each other. And I know we're still recording here, but 
to challenge each other to do one piece of content live <gasps> si. in Spanish. <laughs> okay. Yes, that'd be cool. Okay, let's do it. Um, <laughs> so, so something else. I'm just gonna throw all these out there now. One, one more. So, so tell us about how. Tell us about first grade. What did I do in first grade? Oh shoot! You almost flunked. Oh yeah, that's right. All right, I almost flunked because I like literally wouldn't open my mouth and like say what time it was. Like I just I feel like I have this traumatic like memory of like Kristen, tell us what time it is on the clock. And I was like, I totally know what time it is, but I was like so scared to speak up and say what time it was because I was so scared to be wrong, which like totally plays into like my fears. I feel like still today it's like I know the answer, but it, like so it's I don't know. Anyways, I kind of going off, but I know the answer, but I don't want to speak up. I was like did that in first grade so like the fact that how oh, I'm like have a podcast speaking online like yeah I was a very shy child like really always in school like athletics were always like my outlet I was like very shy in school but then athletics were like I was different I guess so it's kind of always been me I guess in the past <laughs> yeah that's incredible I mean I, I'm I don't know if I didn't talk at all but I I, <laughs> I definitely was ex- I was definitely extremely shy um and I never thought I would do you know, this in communicating in live streams or podcasts. I remember I did my first live stream myself and I don't think I did another anything for like another six to nine months afterwards. I was like freaking out. <laughs> so I'm, to- I'm totally with you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that's awesome, Kristen. So thank you so much for, for jumping on today. Do you mind sharing with everyone where they can keep up with you and um, where they can find more of your work if they'd like to yeah. keep up with you? Yeah. Yeah. So best place is honestly probably my Instagram. It's Kristen underscore run your life or my personal Facebook page, which is Kristen Schultz. I mean, I'll be in the episode S C H U L Z. Those are the best ways to connect. Even like I prefer that over email, like emails. I have too many emails. I keep up with Facebook and Instagram way more, but otherwise my podcast breaking five, a running podcast, which I don't know. I shouldn't share this, but since I'm on here, like it is evolving a little bit, but my it is going to be evolving into more like a business and running podcast, even though it kind of already is. But so I say that as it would be relevant to anyone listening here as well. So those are the best places to find me. Awesome. Awesome. And for those that are interested in learning more about how to start their own business, whether it's online slash a little bit in person um, related to helping runners, what do you have out there where they can find out more information about that? I think you said you have, you might have a challenge of some sort or. Yep. So outside of, you know, just reaching out to me, honestly is, you know, best, but otherwise I do have a five day challenge that is all about how to, you know, what you need to do to, you know, start getting clients and write running programs. I have a you know free five day challenge that I'd be happy to send to you. So let me know. I can send that out to you. And then, Oh, I guess I could have said earlier, I have a group too. <laughs> Facebook group, the run, um, run coaches and clinicians community. I don't know. I even forgot, but I have that as well. Um, but yes, I can either give it to you to put in the show notes or honestly, just reach out to me and then I can get you guys access. So perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Kristen. It was a pleasure having you on the show. I'm like speaking Spanish now. I'm afraid to switch. (laughs) Oh no. That's awesome. That's awesome. No. (laughs) Would you like to say say uh, a last word of advice in Spanish? For oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, see, this is my fear. I got to get over my fears. I always was like fearful of speaking Spanish. This is why I got I to gotta start speaking. It doesn't have to be in Spanish. <laughs> in Espanol. Can... <laughs> um, okay, let's not go there. I'm going to practice. I'm getting stage fright. Um, last words of advice is, I guess, 
yeah, just own what you want for your business and your life and like go after it fear- fearlessly. I mean, actually that's dumb. It's with fear. You should go after it with fear because there's always going to be fear, <laughs> but like, do it anyways, kind of a deal. And then no, you can always switch. Like if you want to start this online, but like, seriously, I've had so many things where it's like, we're actually, you were asking earlier, but I've had a lot of things in life where it's like, I'm worried about like this worst case scenario. It's like the worst case scenario is the worst case scenario. And sometimes it happens and I've had things that it happens and I'm still here and I'm still <laughs> moving forward. So like, if you want to start an online business, like start it and like, or whatever business you're starting in like worst case is the worst case. And then you learn from it and you're probably going to get where you actually want to go a lot faster than if you just sit there, twiddle the thumbs and do nothing. So that's what I would say. <laughs> Boom. I love it. Mic drop. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to this episode of healthcare business radio. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn how to build a successful business. So I have something special just for you. If you are a healthcare expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, then you are going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, I want you to win. So I've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of Healthcare Business Radio. If you are tired of trying to figure out the scheme of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you are ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel, you are going to want to head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider. And there you will find over $7,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is only available for listeners of this show. So if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a business that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider right now so you can win big in your healthcare business and in life.